Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, joining me today on the Coffee Chat Show is Adam. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm it's good. great to have you here. Thank you so much indeed. Now, for those of you who don't know who Adam is, Adam is responsible for the Patea News, and uh, you might know Adam more commonly as AJ, but uh, for today, we're going to be Adam. Is that right? That's fine. He's good with that. Good. Now, so... Before we get into the potato news and other bits and pieces, tell me a bit about yourself. Where are you originally from? Uh, I am from, uh, I'm, I'm American, uh-huh. and uh, I usually say Washington, D.C., but I was actually okay. born in New Hampshire. And uh, I spent some time, I don't know how, how well you know America, but just for people watching, um, spent some time in Florida, Texas, and uh, D.C. But I've lived here in Pattaya for uh, eight years uh, early next year. Wow, wow, so from America to Pattaya. Yep. When you were younger, I'm guessing you didn't expect to be here? Uh, when I was younger, I thought I was gonna be an astronaut, but that didn't work <laughs> out. So instead, instead of going to the moon, I, I went 7,000 miles or whatever it is overseas and came right here to Pattaya. And by the way, some of you guys probably do know me and on a lot of the news interviews, I, I tend to be more, uh, uh, I guess professional, but I'm gonna to try to be more casual a little bit here so you guys can get to know me a little bit, those of you who may not know, before we get into new stuff. So. There you go, see, I'm bringing out the softer side of him. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> so, young lad in America, what did you, you know, when you left school, what did you do? What was your, your, I your spent, career uh, highlights? Where were you kind going? of ironic. Uh, those who know me have seen this before and have seen it on interviews, but I spent 15 years working, of all things, to come to Pattaya for, in HR for Best Buy. Oh, wow. Um, I spent a little bit of time at Best Buy in uh, operations management and uh, sales management, but yeah. most of it was mainly people and resources and human resources. So always been into people handling like people problems. Co- correct. Like and I, I was a good HR guy. For, the, for those of you guys who know HR, there's <laughs> yeah. a good and a bad side. Yeah. Uh, there's the guys who fire everybody and there's my side, which was... Uh, hiring, uh, training, development, promotion. It's why I'm not shy, and anybody that's yeah. met me knows I'm not shy, because I used to do trainings okay. in front of hundreds, if not a thousand plus people. Brilliant. So that kind of helped me in Pattaya as well. I must admit, yeah, HR is always one of those, you, you've got the HR discipline, that's why and I then you've got the HR administration side, so yeah. you think, where am I going today? And they're like, discipline officer, oh no, man, really? No, I, I, I was a good guy. Now. Like anybody in HR, I did have uh, times where I had to be the bad guy or I did have mm. to let people go. And I did, I, honestly, I did not enjoy that part of my mm. job. But so when was the first time you came to Pattaya? Uh, first time I came here was uh, over a decade ago in 2010. Um, I came during uh, Songkran. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll get to in a minute of uh, why I came to Pattaya. <laughs> yeah. But I came during Songkran. I, I'm, a, I'm a Songkran fan, by the way. I like it. I, I know it's such a divisive topic. I can already see the comments. I hate it. So that's fine. I enjoy it personally. If you hate it, up to you. But my first Songkran, I didn't know it was Songkran. I just, I just booked for April. And I, I did no research about Songkran. Okay. I step out of my hotel and somebody <laughs> throws a bucket of water in my face and I'm dressed real nicely. My passport, like a good tourist, oh, no. is in my pocket <laughs> and I'm soaking wet. And I'm like, why did somebody, is this some cultural thing? So I go back, I change, and I'm hit with another bucket of water. And finally, I figured it out. And I, I came every Songkran for about uh, seven or eight years after that. I actually. Wow. I've been here for every single Songkran, uh, either as a tourist or living here since uh, 2010. Of course, the last two have been basically acts. Yeah. And the next one, I 
we'll talk later about uh, the future, but the next one I think is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think the next one will happen. I mean, in terms of Songkran, I've got to say, though, it, like you just explained there, it's hilarious where people don't actually understand what Songkran is. Mm. And then, of course, like you say, <laughs> you open your door, bosh, you're thinking, yeah. flipping hell, mate, like, what's that all about? And then before you can turn around, you've got another one coming in. It's, and, it, it's, oh. it's one of those things that's love or hate. Um, and I'm sure we'll see it on the comments. Uh, many people just absolutely despise it. And mm. especially if you're not a drinker, if you're not a, which I am on my social time. Sure. If you're not a party guy, if you don't like crowds and that sort of thing, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. But if you're okay with that, most of those people usually like Songkran. Yes, the ice water is a absolute, yeah. but it is what it is. I must admit over the years, I've lived here now 10 years and oh, I have to so. say, it is gradually wearing thin on me now. <laughs> I don't mind the 19, 18 and 19, the two, the two big days. Th that's the thing I hear from almost everybody, is even the guys who hate it um, usually say they enjoy the 19th. Yeah. For, for those of you who may not be as aware, yeah. the 19th is basically, a, 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 for those of you who know America, is a big, wet Mardi Gras. It's the craziest day of the year in Pathia generally, minus COVID, yeah. when every business, everybody parties, they shut down the whole road. Uh, that day is fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's yes, carnage. it's the nine days in advance of that that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, I think, and also the one thing I tend to not really enjoy that much is when you get to what should be the, the 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. cutoff that just never happens, you know? It was better uh, in 2019 and 18, it was better. Like. Uh, in the bar areas on Soy 6 and Soy 7, police were coming around and were act actually just dumping out the bottles of wa uh, barrels of water oh, okay. and enforcing it. But you still have people on side streets are going around in trucks mm. throwing it. So when you first came to Patea, I mean, what was your expectations? You know, we've all got, oh, I remember my first ever trip and you were expecting this, but that happened. I mean, for yourself, what was it so, like? Not only was my first trip to uh, Pattaya, you know, obviously my first trip here, but it was also my first time ever leaving America. Wow, um, wow. So why I came to Thailand, uh, the easiest way to say this is I was 29, I'm 40 now, I was 29, about to turn 30, and I was having whatever you want to call it, a quarter-life crisis, uh, yeah. borderline, or, <laughs> yeah. or coming on midlife, that I had never left America, I had never traveled anywhere. Um, and I guess I was bored. I had a good job in America. I was making great money mm -hmm. working for Best Buy, but uh, I was single, still single now, no children, same as now. Uh, thank goodness. That you know of. <laughs> that, uh, that I know of. And uh, honestly, I was just kind of bored. And so I was looking at destinations and places to go. And yes, the party atmosphere of Pattaya was a big draw. I'll be 100% honest about mm -hmm. it, like many people when they first come here, like many, uh, I first wanted to come to Bangkok because I didn't know about Pattaya until I found uh, Pattaya Addicts back in the day as a big messenger forum. I became mm -hmm. a prominent member on it. Um, I don't post much there anymore, but I used to a lot. That's mm -hmm. how myself and Brian Flowers met. That's a whole different story. Sure. But anyways, so I found Pattaya Addicts when people were suggesting, oh, you shouldn't go to Bangkok if you want a party. You should go to Pattaya. Mm -hmm. And so there you have it. Uh, back uh, Songkran of 2010, I booked a ticket within about three weeks. Um, got my first passport. I got it very fast yeah. in, in America and uh, jumped on a plane. I spent a couple days in Japan just to see it, which was... It was okay, but boring. Mm. And then uh, came here and I was being hit by buckets of water shortly after. So, forgive me if, I have, if I've got this wrong. So, when you went on to the, to the route to get here, you looked at 
different options thought right well I'll go to the nightlife in Patea did you fully understand about the whole depth of the nightlife? Were you fully aware about the concept with the girls, etc.? I was pretty aware. You knew, oh, so yeah. you knew what you were coming to. Okay. <laughs> because I was just thinking to myself, well, yeah, you know, they got nightclubs and things. Suddenly you've got like, all I, these I, girls getting wet, etc. Et no, I, I knew about that. And uh, quite honestly, I'd spent a lot of time. Uh, I, I've always been a guy who's enjoyed nightlife mm-hmm. and, and atmosphere. So I spent a lot of time in, uh, quite honestly, both strip clubs, nightclubs, entertainment sectors okay. from, from Tampa, Florida to DC, to Miami. Um, I've actually never been to Vegas though, but, but I spent a lot of time in those places and I, you know, I'd seen everything. Mm. So I kind of wanted to see it from different countries. What I didn't spend time on was uh, researching anything about Thailand. Like I, <laughs> I, I just spent time researching the party atmosphere and where to stay as a hotel. But I did get that culture shock of going into a 7-Eleven and being like, what is this frickin' seaweed chip? I've never even heard of this. Or, or, or seeing stuff like, you know, okay, I'll have this not spicy, taking one bite out of it and frickin' losing my tongue. So, so can you eat spice now? Uh, yeah. You're getting better. I'm better. I'm better. <laughs> I mean, I suppose one of the questions I really want to ask you as well is, and a lot of people watching this will be able to relate to this. You come here to Patea for the first time, you experience what it's so very well known for, you go back and then you try to relate your stories and your experiences back to your mates back in, in, in America. And they're sitting there going, Adam, do you think like we're going to believe what you're trying to tell us? I mean, how did your friends interact with your stories? Well, it probably helps. They didn't really have that many close okay. friends. <laughs> uh, no. uh, working in HR, so I had a lot of like casual friends, but working at HR and at work, it was actually like the perfect occupation for this because at least at Best Buy, you're, as an HR person, you're really discouraged from hanging out or socializing okay. with your employees, period. So, you know, what I did on vacation was kind of up to me, uh, so to speak. So I, yeah. didn't, I, I didn't lie and say that I didn't go to Thailand. I certainly did, but I wasn't really, uh, you know, I, I wasn't really like, oh my God, I went there, I did this. People said, what did you do? I said, I, I went there to get as far away from America as humanly possible <laughs> for holiday, so I didn't have to be called in for work. And uh, that, that was the truth too. And it worked, way, so. and it worked. Yeah. You've been here now a long time. I mean, I'm guessing, have you traveled around Thailand much? <laughs> I barely get out of Hattia. It's, it's a running joke for my friends here. I do have friends now <laughs> um, that I, uh, I don't really like traveling. When I first came to Pattaya, it wasn't just for Pattaya and Thailand and partying. I kind of had this, this thought process that I was going to do a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. And I did end up going to Korea for a little while. And I've been to Laos on a visa run. But okay. that's about it. I, I quickly found out that although I came here on holiday about a dozen times, I think it was 13, um, and I took that long, long flight from America, including at, for as little as seven days. I often came for only a week due wow. to work. And it was still worth it. That's commitment. Um, but I don't like traveling. I really don't. I, I didn't even like, quite honestly, coming to this studio today. And, and, and that, that, that's a, a five minute taxi drive. And it's just because I, I work from home most days and we'll get to that on the news portion. Um, and I just found, it, it's not laziness because I, I walk about 10 kilometers a day, oh, okay. but I just found that I don't really like traveling. So when you're here, I mean, what is it that makes Patea so special to you that that's made you give up your American life and come out here and obviously now you know with the Patea news which we'll talk about a lot more detail in part two what was it about Patea in Thailand that said to you come on come and stay here 
It's a lot of things. And I, I know a lot of guys would probably say, well, it's not just the girls. And obviously that's a big thing for a lot of people, but it wasn't the big decisive mark for mm-hmm. me. Um, why Pattaya? Well, number one, uh, I hate cold weather. I despise. If I never see snow again in my entire <laughs> life, it would be too soon. That's how much I despise snow. Um, so the temperature, yeah. uh, it's, it's very much like Florida here. You'll notice I'm wearing jeans and most guys here don't wear jeans, um, but I, you know, it's still comfortable to me and it's not a big deal. So the weather, uh, I don't like driving. I don't like traveling. Um, I, I quickly found when I left America, again, speaking of cold weather, if I never have to drive a car again, Brian hates this, by the way, it would also be too soon. Um, I just don't enjoy driving. So the fact that Pattaya and Jamtia is so easy to get around. Uh, there's motorbike taxi drivers everywhere. There's mm. bot buses mm. everywhere. There's everything you would need. It's still easy to get up to Bangkok and stuff normally, not during COVID, mm. with public transportation. So I wanted to live somewhere that was easily walkable. Um, I do like to walk, as mentioned, and easily getting around. So that was another big thing and another big advantage. I love the beach. I love the ocean. Um, I don't swim much anymore, but occasionally I do. Yeah. And contrary to belief, there are areas you can swim in here. Mm-hmm. Jamtian Beach yeah. is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so that was a big part of it. I think the other part of it is when we're out of COVID, and this 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 was the biggest thing over all the girls partying nightlife temperature food ease of transportation the number one reason that i said you know what i think patio is going to be my home mm-hmm. is because when you're out of covid and you got tourists and it's going to come back even for the guys who say it's not going to come back it is going to come back this is it is just a carnival part of my language shit show every day you can sit down on beach road at during tourism time and see absolutely everything on the planet earth it it is a free show everywhere Mm. you go and it is such a melting pot i've often told people that even with 15 years in hr i have learned more about people diversity culture Mm. and different backgrounds and nationalities in my time here in patia than i ever learned back uh working for best buy and uh that that's really what drew it to me is the fact that one day you can be hanging out with a bunch of guys from Dubai and the next day you can be doing shots of vodka with Russians mm. and you never know what's going to happen during tourism times. And so that's really what sold it for me. I must admit, I agree. I mean, coming from London, so obviously I'm used to like tourists and I'm used to a lot of people hustle and bustle. But like you just said then, and it's a really good point that when you come here, you literally are bumping into people from all manner of aspects in different ways of life different work different nationalities and it's just it's just a mixed bag you know every day you go out you just genuinely don't know you know you'll bump into some random person and suddenly you'll strike up a conversation be it being in a bar or whatever you know when things were back to normal and you know you suddenly think wow you know like you're from where oh you do this and oh man but it is it makes i think it's what makes potato so colorful i think it makes it so enjoyable you've mentioned a lot there adam about all the things that came in that, that you know were positives in terms of living here now, what was probably the hardest thing you found to adjust to that when you first got here, you thought, okay, I'm enjoying the beach, I'm enjoying the swimming, I like my walking, I like meeting all these different people. What's been the one thing that you think, oh man, this drives me nuts. What's been the hardest thing for you to adapt it's to? It's not an issue now with all the businesses closed due to COVID, but uh, the hardest thing, and this is the hardest thing for most people, is uh, being able to 
to work and make a living here um, without being distracted because it's a city full of distractions when everything's open. For me, it wasn't as hard as most people, but that's what I've seen most people struggle with. Mm. As stated, I work from home most of the time. And uh, for me, it's still a, a 10 hour work day on average, if not more. But uh, getting to the point where, hey, Adam, hey, do you want to go out for a drink? Hey, AJ, we have this big bar crawl going on. Uh, do you want to join us for one drink, which becomes 15 shots? There's no such thing as one drink. There's no such thing <laughs> as one drink. And uh, I used to run bars for years, and we could talk about that mm. a little bit before I got into the news. And uh, that aspect of it started to drain on me. It's part of the reason I got out of the bar business, because there's always a birthday. There's always an mm. anniversary. Yeah. There's always an opening party or some sort of party or event. And it gets to the point where it becomes almost exhausting. Mm. Try, you're like scheduling going to parties and events and, and never ending going out. And that aspect mm. of it started to become difficult for me because I, I felt like I was letting people down by not going to this party or that party or that event. Sure. Eventually I kind of shut out going to almost all events and parties, which didn't help either. But it was, uh, that, that, was that was difficult for me is that the never ending uh, social pressure. And last but not least, uh, I've, I've done, I'm not perfect, um, but I've done pretty well at staying out of drama, uh, especially legal drama or any sort of problems here. Um, but being that the city is such a melting pot with people from so many different cultures and backgrounds mm -hmm. and diversity, there's a lot of conflicts here. And it's a very small town. And there's a lot of people that have this problem with this person and <laughs> that part of the bar business really got to me since being in the news i rarely get that now and life is a lot better well, we're going to touch a lot on the news in part two and that's pretty much what i want to only talk about in part two before we finish off on this one what i want to do is just ask you another question as well is you mentioned earlier about the nightlife and about going out and enjoying yourself and obviously it's taken its toll over a period of time hmm. But you did do a fair few bar calls, didn't you? I became well known for that. Mm. Uh, through Potty Addicts on my holidays, I used to really, it, some of you guys watching this might have gone on one of my bar crawls. I did all sorts of bar crawls, some song cran, mm. annual, I called it the wet and wild crawl. Um, I've done bar crawls as little as five or six people, and I've had over 60. That was an absolute nightmare. Oh, 60? 60. Where, how did you do that? We split it into two groups, and we, hey, you're going to this go-go, and you're going to this one. Um, 60 people. I, I just, I enjoy, something I did back running a bar um, was I had a thing called Newbie Wednesdays, where every Wednesday I invited new people on their first trip to Pattaya, mm -hmm. or first couple of trips, who were really nervous about the city or wanted to ask questions about anything from girls, yeah. nightlife, how to get around, etc. Yeah. And a lot of those bar crawls came from those newbie Wednesdays, which became a huge success for me in the bar because I genuinely enjoy seeing the look on people's face when they walk into <laughs> the say, windmill. The windmill was the first thing. Well, for the first time, yeah, yeah. and they're like, "What the?" Fuck? And a lot of guys when they come here to tend to get into trouble, um, especially guys that uh, easily fall for women mm -hmm. um, and guys that you know, immediately fall in love. I'm not that type, um, yeah, so that was exactly never an issue insane. for me, but a lot of guys are. So I spent a lot mm -hmm. of time helping out those guys, and that's kind of where the bar crawls took place. 
I ran bar crawls uh, twice a month. I ran lots of gentlemen bar club uh, crawls, walking street crawls. I even did crazy stuff. Like we did a boys town crawl one time just, just to, <laughs> just just to kind of give people laughs that's brilliant (laughs) so here's a question for you then adam you've done a lot of bar crawls you've you've, you know you've been there you've seen it you've got the t-shirt etc etc there's a guy that's watching this now never been here before and he's about to arrive and we're going to go fast forward Uh, now hopefully not right now Well, we're going to go fast forward now so we're going to fast forward and everything's open and it's all back to normal and the new normal and everything's back as it was where would you take him? Where would be the one place that you say, son, you are definitely going to go to this go-go bar or gentleman's club, whichever one you want to choose. Where would you take him and why? And remember, this is a general audience. <laughs> um, probably the, the first thing I try to... That's not an easy question because <laughs> when I ran Newbie Wednesdays, I tried to feel people out. You've got guys who are big talkers and, and obviously would mix very well in places like, like myself who are yeah. not shy. Yeah. But most of the guys I met were usually more introverted and were usually more, well, I don't know. So if you bring them into the windmill or something like that, they get freaked out. Um, they don't know how to react. Yeah. They sit in a corner and they get shy. So generally, like those guys, I would bring to a, a gentleman club first, okay. a, a place where usually the music is more toned down. Mm-hmm. Um, where I know the staff is more proactive versus yeah. reactive. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of guys, you would bring them into somewhere like one of the big go-go's on Walking Street um, where you need to pull the girl over. And a lot of new guys just won't do that because yeah. C- c- yeah. they're afraid of it yeah. or they're afraid of women or they've had some sort of struggle. But for the guys who aren't afraid, I would uh, immediately, like if I met somebody like yourself who I can see is a social person, isn't afraid to say, hey, drink for you, drink for you, drink for you. Yes, I'll bring him to somewhere like like the windmill. Yeah. But uh, most new guys, I usually brought um, to lower key bars, uh, like like gentlemen clubs. Um, on Soy Six, I'm going to try to stay away from saying Nightwish Group because uh, of my past uh, yeah. of work. So I don't want any sort of uh, mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, he's just saying it because he worked for them." Um, I, a non-Nightwish bar, I used to bring people to Ruby Club on okay. a regular basis on Soy Six. Uh, gentlemen clubs, I'd bring them out uh, to Pirate Bar um, out, out of Soy Bongkot was a regular area mm. from there. So just kind of mixing oh, people nice. around. One question, one answer. Yep. Windmill Kink. I like the music better at Kink. Um, you don't go there for the music, but Kink, Kink plays really good uh, in the upstairs area, kind of like uh, minimal and, and, and house style music. It's something that you don't hear anywhere else in Pattaya normally. So I would go uh, probably say kink. Kink. And if you believe him about the music, then you've never been to kink. <laughs> it actually, not only does that have great music, it has like this elevator oh, thing that, that goes up and doesn't down. Doesn't it just? That's a lift from heaven, that, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, listen, Adam, it's been fantastic talking to you. In part two, guys, we're going to talk about a more serious side and, and what Adam's pretty much now full-time doing. Is it full-time now, pretty much? It's, it's more d- than full-time. Double full-time, yeah. Time, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about the Patean news and about how Adam finds his content, the problems that he's had with the, with the news, etc. He's got his finger on the pulse. We're going to talk about the future of Patea. I know some of you guys keep saying it's done, it's dusted. 
We disagree, and we're going to tell you why in the future on Friday's interview. So, my friend, thank you so much for today. Holla. Thank you very much indeed. Guys, I will put a link to the Patea News. Check it out, okay? The video's coming out on Friday where Adam is going to explain all about what he does and how it works and all the things that he has to take into consideration. We'll be back on Friday. So that's it from us, guys. So as always, please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Check out our members area. We've got more and more members now each and every day joining. And when things are resumed and places are back open and restaurants and hotels and bars, trust me, you're going to get a lot of uh, benefits from your membership here on the Buzzing Channel. And guys, join our Discord group. We've got over three... Oh, something crazy now, like 3,500, 600 people on there. It's just going mad. So come and join the party and come and join the fun. It's a great resource if you need some information. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.